0: man it's been a while um well welcome back to the great date guy my name is rob wong uh and with me today
1: scott poliaccio what's up
0: family how's everybody
1: doing good to be back good to see you rob
0: yeah it's been it's been a minute um we, we've been yeah. running into some like technical issues and like COVID related issues. And now we're, we're back. And, uh, I think what we're talking about today is, so like, how do I stop caring so much about what other people think about me? Or if I'm noticing that I'm really attached to people like not being angry at me or having people think good things about me only, um, how do we begin to let that go? Um, so, Yeah, I I think I think my thoughts on that have been like usually when I when I hear people talking about it, the the advice that I hear just like is is irritating for me because it's like, oh, yeah, just stop what stop caring, you know, just stop caring about what other people think. Like, it's like it's that easy, like, like if 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 if, if I could just do that, then I wouldn't have this problem. Stop giving me that advice. So uh, we want to dedicate this episode to like, okay, how do you actually get there uh and i also want to open up the floor for you scott in case there's something coming up for you around this
1: yeah no i uh, i actually had a conversation with a young lady today at the gym um we've been friends for a while we do yoga together and what's coming up for me what's most alive for me is like getting that sort of feedback or advice you know um doesn't feel good it doesn't really help for me to be validated. Let's say I'm asking, you know, somebody's talking to me and she happened to be talking to me, to me today about her experience. And I, you know, the first thing I thought to do was to ask what she needed from me. What do you need here? Do you need me to listen? Do you want feedback? Do you want, uh, you know, what what is it that you need in this moment from this conversation from me? And she goes, I just want to be heard in this. And I'm like, okay, cool. Then I'm not going to give you my opinion. I'm not going to give you feedback. All I'm going to do is hold the space for you to express yourself. So I think that's what's coming up for me. You know, I think people just, you know, if you're having a conversation, somebody just wants to give you advice or tell you how you should do what it is that you need to do. And what I find to be most helpful is to just listen to someone. and and if they want feedback you can share from your experience but for the most part i think maybe just opening your ears and your heart for another human being and uh just holding the space is is a good place man to to begin you know rather than being judgmental you know because that's what what you said earlier what sounded like it was like man you know uh, i'm expressing how i feel and you're just kind of you're not even, you haven't even listened and you're just offering your advice and I didn't even ask for it.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, I think that in general, since this is a podcast about dating, that is, that is, that is a good place to be coming from. If you're having like a somewhat emotional conversation, I think that's like the number one complaint that I hear from women, but, but also circling back to the issue of like, um, like caring or not caring what people think. What ha- in your experience has made a difference for that whole process? What's had it sting less or have had you able to let go of that? Like obsessive need to like, uh ah, this person doesn't like me. I need to fix that.
1: Yeah, I, I man, that's a, yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. That's, it has been a journey, man. It's been, you know, a journey of a lot of different, um, practices, you know, fitness, um, I think they all tie into not being concerned with the good opinion of others. Of others, you know, reading uh, a lot of spiritual practice, and I, 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 can take it back to a particular time, like in the beginning when I'm learning or being something different. Like I didn't, I was always concerned with the good opinion of others. You know, if there was ten people in front of me and 10 people would have 10 different opinions. And instead of me understanding and owning who I am, I would be looking outward. So I think it began for me when I used, when I started to be able to look inward. So I, maybe I was reading something, uh, by a teacher and, um, you know, uh, it's just words on paper at first. I'm not embodying it. I'm not it isn't really who i am but i understand it intellectually like oh you know it doesn't matter what others think of me what's most important is what i think of myself that makes sense but i didn't i didn't understand that early on because i didn't read anything or understand that my opinion of me is the most important what comes what comes up or what i think of myself and standing in that and owning it because people aren't going to like you. And that's going to be, you, you have to be okay with that, man. People are not going to always welcome you with open arms. People are going to laugh at you, make fun of you. Um, and I think it's so powerful to just know who you are. And I, like I said, it's been a practice over years of meditation, of reading, of journaling, of um, uh, fitness, you know, really starting to embody that those words and just stand stand in it
0: yeah i want to i want to make this a little bit more concrete because i think what you're saying is is valuable and i want to make this more accessible so for those of you who are listening um what, what scott is pointing to is this sense of Uh, Internal validation versus external validation. So do I get my value and my emotions, uh, my mood? Is that mostly reliant on other people? And one way you can begin to look to see if this is true for yourself is um, like if someone turns you down, like if you get rejected for something, is it devastating for you? Does it hit you and then like, like, then you have to spend a few days trying to fix it. And when you're trying to fix it, are you taking care of yourself like are you like getting more rest are you like eating the food that you need to eat exercising getting sunlight or are you looking for an exogenous substance like are you smoking drinking are you trying to hang out more with friends or other people and if you're doing those other things then it's more likely that you're externally referenced which is not a bad thing that's a useful skill set to have but If you want to be resilient to this kind of dynamic where someone's opinion of you changes and then all of a sudden you're fucked up, which is something that happens (laughs) a lot for me, then it's the process of figuring out, Ooh, wait, hold on. How do I manage my own mood? How do I get to that place of that? Like that social high, when I'm hanging out with other people, and it feels fucking great. Can I do that for me? Can I do that without help from other people? doing my own thing, right? Without using any other substance. Can I get there by meditation? Can I do it from yoga? Is there breath work? Is, do I need to rap battle myself? <laughs> and I think that's kind of what Scott is talking about. It's, it's difficult to pinpoint exactly what will make a difference, but it's really important to begin trying a bunch of different things to see what does. And when you know that you can do that, um, it doesn't matter if you feel rejected or hurt or like someone hates you because you also know that at any point in time i can stop do the things that feel good for me and then immediately shift my mood so an example of that might be slowing down your breathing and meditating and i know that if i do that for half an hour tops that will address any emotions that i'm feeling permanently it won't revisit it won't come back later. And like, I won't flash back to the moment and think about the best response I could have given. It just ends. Um, So I'm going to leave off there because that was a big chunk.
1: No, that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I'm guessing, like, it starts in early childhood, you know, like, when we're little babies that we depend on others for validation and for support. And, you know, we're looking to our caregivers to you know, um, let us know that we're, you know, we're okay. And then as we get older, you know, and then there's also society and school and all these other ways that we're conditioned to believe that our validation is is from the outside in. You know, it's kind of, I think while, while I was sick, I was watching a bunch of like old um, movies based in high school. And it's, you know, the typical thing, man, it's the nerds and the jocks. And, you know, that's what we get all fucked up is in school, you know, we don't fit in. And, um, yeah, what you're saying is being grown and being aware and being more awake that it's finding different tools to self-regulate. Not that you can't use a partner or a friend because you and I um, utilize it a space that's been created for us to get back into connection with ourselves. You know, we have systems set set up and in place that when we don't feel regulated enough that we can rely on one another, whether it's just a phone call or just me being able to speak into a, a voice message, knowing that you're going to be listening, you know, I'm not relying on you. Um, but it's nice to know that you're there and that you'll listen to me and that that helps me come back into connection with myself. I, it, it isn't you, per se, it's the act of me reaching out. So I have to do that I have to change, you know, my state my mood my I have to be vulnerable, even when I don't feel like it. that's the last thing I feel like doing. But knowing that you're there does help and uh, so that, that's one of the practices is have for the listener, you know, ha- creating a space, creating an environment where when you feel dysregulated and, you know, you're, you're hurting, that you can just reach out to somebody that you know, cares about you and kind of helps you get back into connection. Um, there's lots of different ways, man. So, yeah, what you said, meditation, I mean, there's so many different avenues. But ultimately, I think what you were pointing towards, Rob, is that we are the ones that decide, you know, who and what we are, that it comes from the inside and not from the outside. And that, I think that's
0: huge. Yeah. I, and I, I, think, I think that there's, there's a lot of reason to, to underscore a point that you made earlier about this. It's not that we start off at that point, like, oh, that's how we've always been and we've been ignoring it. I, I think, in my opinion, I think mm-hmm. that it's a gradual process of deconditioning and getting there and yeah. it's also like hey if if you want to get to this space part part of what i had to get through was this um this fucking perfectionism like oh well now that i know better i should only be internally referenced all the time uh, i should never rely on other people or other things and if i ever have to then it's a weakness or a failure and that mentality will fuck you up in different ways so <laughs> it's it's a uh, yeah so, so much of this ultimately just boils down to self-compassion. Like, can I allow myself to be not great at this thing? I'm going to still pursue it and also recognize that there are moments where I'm going to suck at this. It's going to feel terrible and, and still, still be okay with it. Like, Hey, this is the level that I'm performing at. This is what I'm capable of given the level of practice and hours that I put into this previously. Can I accept that and then go easy on myself so that I can grow and I'll be motivated to continue to do this. Cause if I, it's recognizing too for myself that if I continue to punish myself for not participating at the gold standard, like the industry standard of success, um, if I keep that up, I'm going to stop pursuing this thing because it's too punishing to continue. It's just not enjoyable. Why would I do that?
1: Yeah. Yeah man and in, in, in the, what you, what you're saying it's i'm doing it to myself with like the the person who's punishing me is me like it's not someone out there over there i mean there may be but what i'm noticing is it's it's definitely an internal game man that i'm the one punishing me i'm the one keeping me back you know no one's coming to save me no, you know no one's coming to punish me but me and no one's coming to save me but me so yeah yeah it's it's a tough lesson to look. like enlightenment would be great there's this great um yeah you know enlightenment like like this thing that you would just you know be perfect or whatever like zend out all the time remembering all these things and never experience a difficult emotion or everything would just you could just forge ahead linear and just knock everything out of the park that would be great and, would but be i love nice, this yeah this, yeah right um but i and i love this zen this zen um poem if you want to call it and and it says before enlightenment chopping wood and carrying water after enlightenment chopping wood and carrying water yeah and i love that man we're always going to be chopping the wood and carrying the water man we're always going to be doing the the little things to forge ahead
0: yeah um I like that that's come up that 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 quote has come up a lot lately so there i think i think maybe diving in here would be relevant um inside of that quote there there's this idea that if we reach this this certain state of mindset if we reach enlightenment or awakening hey all the problems are going to go away uh there there will be no suffering it's just going to be like hunky dory i'll be in flow state all the fucking time every decision I make, I won't stop and question because, you know, I've I've dealt with all the stuff upstairs. Now I have this powerful mindset. Um, and what I think that quote points to is that, um, first of all, the bar for enlightenment is probably lower than you think. Um, Mm. having, having recently broached through, I think for myself, it's, it's more like, Hey, can I get in touch with this sense of fundamentally being fulfilled without needing a lot of external input? Like, When I check in, when I think about the way that I view the world from like an emotional standpoint, am I just like, all right, yeah, things are good. Like, they'll be fine. If you are there and you're there consistently, then you've already begun cultivating your enlightenment practice. And you can deepen into that. But even when you hit that point, even once you reach enlightenment, you are still going to have to deal with the day-to-day pains and frustrations and little chores and things that are mundane or boring to you um just because you hit that stage doesn't mean that all suffering ends it's part of your growth and you'll never stop growing and i think that's why like the whole ultimately even enlightenment isn't the magic bullet um it it's it's more the sense of just being okay with things being imperfect like that's the way it is and spotting it everywhere And once you can begin to address that, then you're still going to be making mistakes and fucking up, but it just won't feel fucked up and devastating. And that's probably the most important part. Like if you do enough psychedelics or if you do enough meditation, (laughs) you'll arrive at this point where you realize that your perception of reality is one, just entirely self-generated because it happens inside of your brain. You might as well be wearing a VR headset. Yeah. But two... Everything that I experience about reality, including how I feel about Scott, how I feel about you, the listener, those are my self-expression. It has nothing to do with how Scott is showing up, nothing to do with how you're showing up. It is how I've chosen to interpret the stimulus that you provide to me. And when I can accept that, when I fully believe in that, it's like, oh, shit. I enjoy sunlight. Well, that's a function of my self-expression. I like the way these red tiles look on the roof across the street from me. That's very personal to me. I don't know how that lands for anyone else. And it's like, Oh God, everything, everything about what I experience is something I created for me and I can control those things. (laughs) I have access to controlling and shifting those things. And that's where the magic is
1: yeah man well said well said yeah when when you recognize that you're in control and that you're creating your reality moment by moment by moment and everything's constantly changing you know like outside is this river of change and same on the inside man it's just this constant flow of changing thoughts and emotions and none of it's real it's you know it's just this floating through man and if you can just observe it you know kind of in really not cling to it and and knowing that it's really not anything real you know and if it doesn't feel good like you said you're you have the capacity to change that within yourself you know how you want to view the things outside of you and be with the things that are happening inside of you it's all being cultivated and determined by you you know so yeah there is no certain state that is maintained i guess you know what, what now that i think about it though rob there is that state that's underneath everything that's constantly in flow
0: yeah
1: and it's like dropping down below conscious awareness into that like i don't know if it's below conscious awareness but recognizing that okay i'm thinking this now that's causing me to not feel dysregulated and then that state or god or whatever you want to call it you always have access to it it's always right there that state of flow that state of you know zen whatever you want to call it which is our natural state from what i understand and and i've you know i've been there a bunch of times man and it's just remembering that like when you feel fucked up or when people are judging you and you're judging yourself because they're judging you and you know you don't feel good it's like oh wait a minute i have access it's like the space between our thoughts like there's this gap and if right in there being this fundamental well-being is always there and available and I think that's kind of what you're speaking to.
0: Yeah yeah that's exactly it I love the languaging that you put there it's it's inherently there. We all have access to it It's not something that's special it's just that most of us are so caught up in doing things and trying to fix things that we're going in the opposite direction. And, and I want to tie this to the original topic at hand, which is, hey, well, I don't want to be judged. I, I, I value people's opinions, even though I don't want to. They hit me hard. How do I address that? Well, we want to go in the opposite direction of addressing it. Uh, if you want to get up to a point where these things don't affect you, you need to learn how to manage how you feel about things. And the way to do that is we tap into that fundamental well-being. How do we do that? very easy you stop doing everything that you were doing you <laughs> literally turn off every single process that you were doing you close your eyes you stop moving you slow down your breathing and you just sit and you keep doing that So around i don't know maybe 10 minutes in 20 minutes in 45 minutes in your brain will be like yeah you gotta you got do something you gotta go do the thing it'll come up with a lot of good reasons for you to go do the thing say okay thank you and then keep slowing down and stopping that's a natural part of your brain it's okay at a certain point it'll click you won't need to get to an aha but your brain will give you one anyway and it'll be like oh right that's what i was doing now you're yeah. free
1: yep yeah man in in so you're speaking to like being in, in meditation correct or is this in like is the because what i'm noticing too is like when it comes to people saying things you know that may land as judgmental like doing we're not meditating to become better meditators we're we're meditating to become better less reactive in our normal waking life and when you're saying this i'm noticing like when i'm with people and it could be family members it could be somebody who um maybe i may be judging that they're being judgmental to me i'm able to catch that and just be like oh thank you like, and I can equate it, to, equate it to like when I was dating, and I would ask someone out. And it, something I learned was to say thank you for their no. Oh, thank you so much for your no, man. Like, I I know we've mentioned this on podcasts, previous podcasts, but when when somebody isn't a hell yes and they're a no, like, hey, no, I'm really not feeling you or whatever it is. I'm like, oh, thank you. So I've gotten to a place through practice, through meditation, through all these things that in actual reality, in real life, when somebody is judging, I'm judging that they're judging me as not good enough, because they're telling me, no, they don't want to go on a date with me. It's really not a judgment of myself, you know, or they're not judging me. They're just not, not a a hell yes. And so it's like, oh, thanks. Thanks so much, because I'm, I'm going to be on the path for someone who is. You're, You're, that's just information. What I'm, taking in is just information from this other human being and I don't have to judge myself around it. I can just accept it. Oh yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for your no. I'm going to move on.
0: Yeah. This, this is really important. <laughs> um, and this is appropriate, so, so appropriate to the subject matter. Um, I, I want to throw my own two cents in here as yeah. well. Um, I also appreciate no's and and what got me there was like, hey, I've been in a lot of relationships where someone started off as a no and then I kind of had to like earn and fight my way into getting the relationship. And what you'll find inside of those connections is that the reason why that person was a no was because they're they unconsciously recognize that being in a relationship with you, or maybe they consciously recognize it, being in close proximity with you is going to be real fucking triggering for them. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they're like, okay, maybe I'll give this person a shot. And then they do. And then you, what what happened for me was I ended up in a bunch of relationships where uh, maybe not a bunch, but a, a bunch of like connections or dates where it was just like, oh, this is horrible. This person is cheesed off like all the time and they're taking everything that I say the wrong way. This is, this is a bad experience. If I had just trusted their no, I wouldn't be in this pit of suffering. I need to trust that this person knows what is going to be a good fit for them or not. They've operated in their like human body, flesh, skeleton suit their brain, their perceptions for longer than anyone else has. For as old as they are, 26 years, 30 years, 55 years, whatever is there, they've they know they've they've examined themselves for that amount of time. How could I possibly assume that I know better than them about what would be a fit for them? I don't. I, I have no idea. <laughs> and when I can come from that place, it's very easy to be grateful for the no because this person just saved me like a disaster of a date.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go one further. Um, I was having a comp you know, I, I had COVID, uh, not that very recently, man. And I, you know, I was laid up in bed, like I literally couldn't do anything. And I, I, uh, saw my mom and she's like, Oh, you look, you look, you know, thin and you look like you lost weight. And so I noticed in a moment, like I was triggered, like, I made what she, I made meaning of what she was saying. All she said was, Hey, you look like you lost weight, blah, blah, blah. And I was triggered. Like I felt anger. I felt like judged, like whatever in what I, I noticed that. And I, in, in that moment, I was like, Oh, thanks. Thank you. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. And that ended the conversation. It didn't go on. Like I didn't go, what what, what do you mean? What, What do you, you know, I, I didn't get reactive. I just recognized how I was feeling, what that brought up in me in that, I could make meaning of it, or I could just say, thank you. And the conversation would just end there. Um, and that's kind of what happened. Like I, I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't choose to make meaning of it. It was just like, you know, you look like maybe I hadn't been eating as much, you know, I had, because I wasn't feeling well. So that may have been the case, but I it didn't feel that way to me, but that input coming in triggered me to start to think that there was something wrong with me. And I recognized that. And I'm like, Oh no, I'm not, I know I've been down this rabbit hole a thousand times before. So I'm gonna stop it right there by saying, oh, thank you, thank you so much, you know? And, and that was it, that was the end of it, and I, I felt good about myself, and the conversation didn't continue. Like, it was really cool.
0: <laughs> no, Yeah, I like this, because I think this illustrates a previous point, right? So Scott was right, I was talking about meditation, and, and I wasn't talking about meditation because meditation is like going to the dojo or the gym to train. You go there for laboratory conditions. What does my brain do when it's left to its own devices without any input? And it's like fucking crazy things. Right. And one of the things you will begin to notice inside of meditation is like, well, I have all these negative thoughts about myself and like, I should fix them. And then you'll try to fix them. And then it'll spiral and it'll be like, why aren't they getting fixed? I'm bad at fixing these thoughts. And it just keep on getting worse and worse and worse until you're like, oh wait, hold on. I'm just perpetuating this negative mood. The problem here is not the fact that I have negative thoughts. The problem here is the fact that I'm looking for problems and trying to fix them. And if I just stop doing all of that shit, it'll go away. Give it like 30 seconds. It'll go away. And it's beginning to apply this same kind of knowledge to conversations. Sometimes people need to fart out their opinions, right? It's just Mm -hmm. there. And if if you fight them on it, the same mental pattern will happen. Oh, I found a problem. Now I need to fix it. You'll spiral. It'll get worse. It'll turn into a fight. If you're just like, okay, cool. That person mouth farted. And then you just move on. They will too, because... They just had a chance to say the thing and they're past it now. And the value here is that the more reps of just recognizing, oh shit, that thing is happening again, the easier it will be for you. And then you won't have any negative opinions to recover from. Cause you just dodged the bullet entirely. Uh, but I mean, you can also use the same <clears throat> skill for processing through the same emotions that, uh, that come up. Okay. Yeah. I just got into a fight with my mom and, oh my God, why is this so devastating for me? Am I my mommy's boy? And all those thoughts will come up.
1: Mm, big time. S-
0: sit with them and they'll go away. And then the next time they happen, it won't be a big deal because I've already dealt with this before. Cool. I'll yeah. Just, just sit still. It'll be fine.
1: Yeah, I like that. I like what you said there. For the listener, just sit still. Let people fire. her, Mouth fart all over you let them fire away it's like a gun it's like a machine gun they're just and if there's nothing coming back in reactivity then there's nothing to combat there you, you're yourself you're strong enough in yourself where you can you can take that you can hold space be aware you know you're not letting it in you've got this like in a in a men's group i learned this we would put a shield up when somebody when another dude was bringing something let's say it was some a negative projection or he, he had some energy around me. You know, they would, we would, you know, line each other up, we would face to face and then one of us would, you know, take a shield and kind of put it up in front of ourselves and knowing that what was coming at us, there might be something in there for us and you could let that in. And then there, and some of it might, it's his shit. You know, he's projecting. So there was some stuff that, There may have been some validity to what he was saying. And there was something that, you know, I was listening and and being content and aware that maybe there is something here that he's speaking that's for me, some medicine. And then maybe that's his shit that he's dealing with. And I'll leave that over there for him to deal with. I'm not going to accept that into me. So I have this shield that kind of, and that's something that I've held on to for a really long time. And it's kind of like the conversation I was having with my mother or whoever. It's like, I've got this shield up when I'm aware enough. And there's, you know, whatever's coming at me, that's their shit. But if there's something in there for me that's of value, that's going to help me grow, I'll take it, man. I'll take that. But, and what 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 I don't feel is for me, it's like I'm rubbing your glue with what you say bounces off. and sticks to you, man. It's kind of that move. And I, I that's how I, I look at it, man. Like, oh, yeah, man, you know.
0: Yeah, that, that's having me think a little bit about like intention, like um, ultimately what what is it that I'm gunning for? Do I want to feel more successful? Do I want to feel happier or more fulfilled? And if I can begin exploring the world from, oh, is this going to make me happier? If not, then I don't need it. Like I can just set it aside objectively. I just know. Um one of the one of the practices that this is reminding me of um, that I just recently started doing was I don't take advice or seek advice from people who seem less happy than I am.
1: <laughs>
0: They're really not gonna fine. get me any closer to where I want to be. I want to be a happy motherfucker. I'm getting there. and if this person is more miserable than me, more triggered than me, I'm not gonna listen to anything they have to say. this is this is not valid for where I want to get. If I want to be more pissed off, I'll listen to that person. But eh, whatever, you know, they, that way yeah. isn't serving me. And so if you can get really clear on where you wanna end up, I think that process also can become a little bit easier, a little bit more straightforward. Yeah,
1: man, yeah, totally. I, I It takes me back to a time when I was uh, living in Dallas, man, and I was working out at this uh, CrossFit gym and we were all in this circle with a bunch of trainers, man, and, and the, the the owner was super triggered, man. And I said something while he was speaking and he lost his fucking shit, Rob. And he was like, he just lost it. Like going insane. Like, I mean, literally, like you could see he just transformed from this normal guy and did something snapped, And he was screaming and yelling at me. I will shut the fuck up. I'll stab you in the neck with a fork. And I, and <laughs> people would just get, ga- yeah. People just gasped, just like, <gasps> and I didn't say anything. And I just looked at him, his eyes. And like, once he, nothing came back it wasn't like I wasn't reactive I just recognized wow man he's in the shit and anything I say is not going to help it's only going to exacerbate the circumstances so I just I was just super still and everybody gasped and they just looked at him and then in a a couple minutes when he calmed down he realized what he was doing and what what had transpired and came up and apologized man and it's like yeah man just it, it it's you know, being calm and being connected and not feeding into somebody's negativity or their whatever insanity, because I've certainly been there before, for sure. And I yeah. was aware enough to not engage. And, uh, you know, it, it, I think that can be a super helpful thing. Like you were saying, like, I'm, you're not going to take advice from someone who is less happy than you And by not being reactive to them and giving them back that negativity might allow some space for them to realize what's going on inside of them. And, their unhappiness and they are seeing your happiness and being like, wow, I'd like to have a piece of that, man. Like, I think so you invite that person who is unhappy by not accepting their unhappiness or their shitty opinion, the opportunity to see, you know, what's happening for them. And and maybe they can extract some happiness from you for you not being reactive. It's kind of what I'm getting at. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. I, I think that makes sense to me. I And if you're listening right now, I want to also point out that you don't, your brain might have gone to a place where you're like, oh shit, now I have to do that. That's the new gold standard. It's not. What Scott is describing is a pretty advanced skill. I, I don't know if I'd be chill if someone was just fucking screaming in my face about stabbing me with a fork. I'd really want to punch <laughs> him in the throat. Like that guy, I, w- I really want to injure that person. Being yeah. chill when that is happening is like sort of the, like, that's your graduation exam. Um, it's cool. (laughs) If you're imperfect at this, it's, that's the point. just be messy with it, but, but keep trying. And at some point you will arrive there, but yeah, I think this all kind of just ties back in to itself. Like there's a whole web of stuff that you can do here, but mostly as long as you keep on striving towards it and go easy on yourself, you're going to get there.
1: Yeah, man. I think that's the biggest thing. Like exactly what you just said, man, be compassionate, be easy on yourself because I think that for me, what I've noticed being sequestered or being um whatever you call it through this COVID process was, man, I was not kind to myself like uh, at all. And it, it just, it was like throwing gasoline on a fire and, and it's all self-created, man. So the, the big takeaway is, you know, we have the perfectionist, the inner critic, we have all these younger parts of ourselves that come online at times Um And so what you just spoke to was super, super important, I think, for the listeners, like cultivating a a loving kindness practice, being kind to yourself, being compassionate, being, you know, being aware that that's what's coming online, these younger parts of you that want to be acknowledged. And if you don't acknowledge them, they're not going to quiet down, they're only going to pipe up even louder, man, and it's just going to create more havoc. So I think that's a super important thing for the listener, Rob, is be kind. Be kind to yourself first and then spread it out, spread it out, man. Yeah.
0: For sure. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, our like core relationship is with ourselves. And if we can't be kind to us, it's really hard to be kind to other people because like we'll measure them by the same uh, yardstick that we use to measure ourselves. And if that, if, if it's real harsh, uh, you're going to find that you not like you might be the type of person who is like, yeah, I don't, I don't give myself any quarter. You know, I don't go easy on myself. I hustle hard, and you may notice that there are certain people who are really fucking triggering to you because they come across as weak or whatever, right? Like they just don't meet your standard. They quit early. I noticed that <laughs> in myself, and while it's acceptable to not be okay with everyone. I think it's also this, this, um, like in martial arts, anger is a sign of weakness, right? It's like, Oh, that person got pissed off. Now I can exploit that. I can take advantage of this person and mess him up. Um, I think there's even something in muscle testing that shows that when you're angry, your strength decreases by a big chunk, like up to 50%. And so it's like beginning to take a look at this. Is there a disadvantage to this way of being and if you want to adjust i'd stand for that and if you don't that's totally cool too like sometimes stuff just doesn't hurt us enough to be a problem but when you notice that hey this is causing some havoc and damage in my life that's that's usually the best place to begin shifting from so i, I guess that's pretty much my thoughts on this i'm, I'm going to wrap it up there if you have anything else you want to throw under the ring
1: nah, man i like that is a great place to wrap it up like the the muscle testing stuff and it's funny that you mentioned that because i just gifted the book power versus force by dr david hawkins to a friend of mine man and it, it speaks to exactly that if your thoughts you know, consciousness either makes your body strong or it makes you go weak certain substances make your makes your body go strong or it makes it go weak so um yeah man be kind to yourself um be loving um and be fucking nice to other people too, man. I mean, uh, it, it, it's definitely going to make things, it's going to make your life a lot more enjoyable. man. I I, I really, I really, I'm I'm telling you, man, like seriously, what's given me the most joy in life is, is to, to give to other people, man, especially like when I need to receive something, man, when I need love, when I need whatever, I, I'd like to give it to myself, but then I also like to give it away too, to others, man. I like, like I gave that book to, I was thinking of a friend of mine who could use this book. And, you know, I hadn't seen her in a while. She reached out to me and the book came in and I brought it to her. And it was just the whole process of thinking about another human being and doing something kind for them. It's something that I've loved doing for a very, very, very long time. So whatever it is that I want to fill my, what I, what I think that I'm lacking, love, whatever it is, you know, friendship if i give it then i feel you know, like if i give it away i feel full man so i think that's one other thing maybe as a as a practice for the listener if you are wanting to feel more enlightened if you're wanting to feel in a better mood if you want to feel more in that flow state do something kind for yourself and also do kind shit for other people man extend that out into the world man that you know like gandhi said be the change you want to see in the world man you want to see more kindness become kind and then extend it out
0: yeah i love how the takeaway here is basically don't be a dick like
1: (laughs) that's how we're gonna end stop being a dick yeah dude yeah. Hey, dude, that's it, man. Drop the fucking mic right there. Don't just don't be a dick, bro. <laughs>
0: yeah. Ooh, yeah. That's it's not. That's it, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's not like fucking. It's like some crazy, you know, Zen proverb. Just there it is. Played it simple. Don't be a dick.
0: Yeah. Scott Pagliaccio. All right. That's all the time, we have. That's all the time we have for today. <laughs> be on the lookout for the book don't be a
1: dick it's one page long (laughs) (laughs) don't be four words
0: this page left intangibly blank followed by one page that just says don't be a dick yeah that's it all right that's all the time we got i will (laughs) catch you next thursday 8 a.m pacific time (laughs) love you peace
1: i love you guys man thank you so much Rob. that was awesome i had a great time man thanks everybody yeah same here